3: And you can also get rewards points delivered too, so that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. We're still undefeated. The feel-good factor's still here, but we've still got plenty to moan about. This is Blue Monday. (laughs) Hello and welcome to the Blue Monday podcast, covering all things Ipswich Town since 2015. I'm Mikey Smith, and joining me for this, the flagship show, are two Heath legends: it's Joe Fares and Lord David Diamond. We're far from
4: boring these days, aren't we? (laughs) We really are. I think we. I think we should say what we were just briefly what we were talking about pre pre pod, which is Joe's. Obviously your shirt to begin with, I mean magnificent, but Joe's shirt which immediately I sprung to mind, I don't know for a reason it was Klaus Thompson. We had a pretty decent discussion about him, which was quite good to kick things off tonight.
5: Yeah, reminiscent about his goal against Newcastle at St James's Park, where to get us a point, one of only about twenty points we got that season. Was
4: it? Was that the game where, if if there was a possession, if there was anything, you know, statistically called a possession-wise, it had been something like ninety-five-five or something, wasn't it? Apparently, yeah. I game.
5: think they scored in like the ninetieth minute, didn't they, to win one 0 and then we scored, <laughs> sort of scored straight after in the like the ninety-fourth.
3: Yeah. Excellent. So these classic Ipswich Town shirts are available on eBay or. Fire joe fares um, <laughs> what about these to get, blue on one, of these, to get one of these blue monday shirts there's all sorts there's t-shirts there's hoodies there's there's mugs there's dog bandanas dave um, this is the the long sleeve baseball style t-shirt if you just visit the blue monday website bluemondayitfc.co.uk and then click on the merchandise part then you can you can get involved so dave it was good to join you and a few others from the telegram group in the greyhound <laughs> yesterday Although you've again you dropped me like a stone as soon as Russell Osman arrived I noticed. <laughs> no, untrue,
4: untrue. <laughs> I was herded I was herded up that end of the pub by our um by our good our good pal and colleague Rich to um to do the to do the honours with uh with Russell Osman um who who's now pre ritual was uh the um the announcement of the uh, the announcement of the team. So yeah, good yeah, good fun. Good laugh. I didn't realise I met his sister yesterday. His sister actually works at the Greyhound. So Yeah, I didn't realise that, yeah. Hence no. Hence the uh hence the Osman connection there. But yeah, good fun. And as you quite rightly said, it was absolutely <laughs> rammed, wasn't it? It was rammed, yeah. Right
3: right from the word go. I got there probably about quarter to one. Yeah. And yeah, it was standing room only. It was it was fantastic. But yeah, Dave has become Quite the uh, celebrity in Ipswich over the last few years, Joe, because of, um, well, partly because of this this very podcast. I think so. What Did he know that we now have had one million podcast downloads since the second season of the pod, Joe?
5: I did know that because Rich told me the other day. But <laughs> I've, I've, I think it went on to ACAR sort of midway through the second season, didn't it? And, and since the point it went across there, we have now passed a million downloads, which is quite a lot for just a few of us talking about a provincial football club.
4: Just, just amazing. And, and, and yeah, I forgot it went season two, season one, myself and Ben, it was like the old BBC match of the day it was some sort of questions and answers on a postcard like London, W12, AQT. <laughs> <laughs> but no, it's, it's, it's absolutely superb, isn't it? Yeah. And we have to give a massive thank you to
3: everyone that that's been listening from the start or is listening now for the first time. Um, This is obviously a live show so there's i think we've already got about 50 people watching along live so if i'll dip into the comments now we'll obviously we'll come back later for the for the questions i know there's at least one first time um viewer because i've seen a comment from a Barnsley fan saying he can't wait to hear how marvelous we were and how Barnsley parked the bus we i don't (laughs) think we're going to say that Barnsley parked the bus but i don't think that we were particularly marvelous but don't think the referee helped us as, as he suggested. Uh, Lee says evening. It's the usual suspects, really, isn't it? He said, Mike, you need to start doing his hair earlier. Thank you very much. <laughs> I was bang on time, early as, as usual. Charlie D is here as well.
4: I'm not gonna not gonna put all Mikey. of his comments in. <laughs> Honestly, Mikey, you're late once and look what happens.
5: But he wasn't even late, was he, the poor <laughs> no, guy? No,
4: well, no, sorry, no, take it back. He wasn't even late, he was technically affected, weren't you? Dan Connors is
3: here. Tony Brand, Gary Haseman. Sat here with a bottle of bread, still sulking about yesterday. So yeah, hopefully yeah, we'll be able to to cheer you up. Veronica Dodd, she's a member of our telegram group, isn't she? She says still unhappy about it yesterday. It's just, it was a strange one, really, wasn't it? Walking away from that one because, it was, while it wasn't our best performance, it did feel like it was. It was two points dropped overall, didn't it?
5: Definitely. I think. I think just the way the game finished, wasn't it? From the sort of about getting into the game, from the point we went two-one up, to the game ending, it was just one-way traffic, wasn't it? Mm. Yeah. Absolutely,
3: and and Dave, before we get into talking about yesterday's match, Ipswich women were in action today. Oh
4: no, don't! And I think it's I think I think it might be down to me. So yeah, I I'm hearing that the, the Ipswich lost again, and yeah, it's all I, your fault. I got there at half time. Seriously, usual me got there late. Things to do, got there <laughs> late. Um, saw Rich walked around the pitch near the dugout, saw Rich and Matt and the Matt Macon, and oh, Chrissy Day was there. You, fairly usual suspects and um how's it going there oh, absolutely dominating one nil up should be two or three nil up oh this game will end up four or five sort of thing absolutely <laughs> gillingham second half played us off the park absolutely played really deservedly deservedly won the game second half obviously tactically i think according to rich made perhaps one or two changes at half time and um yeah got a penalty and then um um can i remember oh no sorry it's got a good goal breakaway goal um the the forward tucked that away really well in the corner and then um got a penalty a bit of a harsh one bit of a pitch was lovely at felix though green lovely lush bit uneven in in bit uneven in places and, and our um one of our uh, one of our sponsors i think abby abby lafayette got caught in the corner ball bounced, unintentional ball strikes arm corner of the penalty box immediate immediate penalty Good penalty, put it away. and Yeah, we didn't really... One or two goal map scrambles, but other than that... No, um, I think it showed. I think there was only four subs today as well. So I think, um, yeah, the squad on, on paper, as, as compared to last season, just looks a little bit thin. But as we know, they've got four or five injuries to, again, yeah, to regular squad or even starters. So, yeah, hopefully better things to come. But, uh, yeah, a bit bit disappointed, but another good good turnout there again, but sorry guys, I think completely, obviously completely my fault.
5: <laughs> yeah, well they, they sort of, they've sort they always had a young team haven't they, but they brought yeah. in a little bit of experience last year to supplement it like with Bonnie Horwood, Sarah Quantrill, yeah. and is it Liv Smith, the centre half as well, and yeah, it, it feels there. like they've lost another couple of players and maybe there's not quite the the girls ready to step up from the youth team yet, and, this is, and they probably just need to get another couple of senior bodies in there it seems, doesn't it?
4: Yeah, and, and look, you, you can't Paige Peake, you know, obviously, we know, moved to Southampton, a step-up championship. I mean, she was such a key player and an absolute rock at the back that she was always going to be, you know, going to be a big miss. But as Joe quite rightly said, quite a young squad. Um, But, yeah, hopefully one or two senior players will get back sooner rather than later and um, and they'll be able to push on. Absolutely. Still a long, long way to go, isn't yeah. there? A long, long way to
3: go. So let's get into Saturday's game. And there was 25,000 Fans in attendance once again as we hosted Barnsley. They had an indifferent start to the season. Russell Osman, as you mentioned, broke the the team news in the Greyhound. And there were a couple of surprises in there, weren't there, Dave?
4: Yeah, there were really. Um, I think perhaps the biggest, we were all <laughs> throughout the week, the, the thread on the telegram and I know the, pre, the, the preview show and also perhaps the, the live show we did on Wednesday was well. Who plays up front after John Jules brilliant, you know, brilliant goal and great performance the previous week at Shrewsbury. You know, Ladabo hasn't scored yet. Who's going to start? Will it be Le, will Ladabo come back in? you know, horses for courses, perhaps for, for that sort of match sort of thing. And, yeah, um, both on the team sheet, which I think was the uh, was the biggest surprise.
5: So it did feel a little bit like McKenna was almost had his hand forced by John Jules's performance that he had to stay yeah. in the team and then ended up jigging it about. And it didn't quite work, did it, how he jiggled g- it, it about to with Ladapo and John Jules both playing. Like John Jules started out wide, ended up playing more John. than 10 afterwards, but he mm. didn't quite get in the game, did he, like he did last I, week? I
4: felt for John Jules, Joe, he just didn't affect, it didn't have any effect on the game at all, did he? No, and Not I think, necessarily his fault, as you quite rightly said.
5: But he obviously likes what Ladapo gives him, leading the line, doesn't he, and wanted to get him in the team and keep John Jules in, but yeah, it felt, it felt a little bit forced, a little bit, unlike McKenna, he's normally... You can sort of see the reasoning behind all the decisions where this one I, yeah, I didn't quite see it one. there.
4: And and probably a little bit harsh on harness.
5: Yeah. But then he's everyone else has had a re like Chaplin's Mr. Game, hasn't he? Mr. yeah Mr. Yeah. Game. Yeah. So it's almost yeah. like that's his, his turn, turn to sit one out almost.
3: Yeah. And Ed Edmondson was recalled, which sort of suggests that he wasn't dropped the other night, it just was a precaution because of the ankle Joe.
5: Well, he didn't have a full pre-season, did he? So yeah. and he does look like a, at times he struggled. So it's probably best when you've got a player of sort of Burgess's quality and reserve just to just to give Edmondson a break when you can and rather than push that injury or push that sort of push that recovery any further than it needs to go, you sort of give him the break and hope it works out, which it did last week. But I, like I, say, I think George Edmondson's one of those players. It's a sort of first name on the team sheet. I think there's four or five players that I'd say are championship quality in the team and he's one of them for
0: me.
3: Absolutely, and speaking of championship, there's obviously a few Barnsley players that were there last season in in the championship. What what formation do you think that they were playing, Joe? Did you see it as it is in front of us here?
5: No, I I thought it was more a four at the back because Williams and Styles are basically playing as fullbacks, but then Styles are yeah. pushing on a bit more. It's a little bit similar to how we played with sort of Dineshian as a right like a hybrid right-back, right-centre-back, wasn't it? So it's hmm. sort of s- similar to us in that regard. But I'd, I'd say we didn't really have many sort of problems with them on the ball going forwards, did we?
3: No, no. no. G- good to see Luke Thomas again, Dave. Loads of memories yeah, from him. Yeah, he's times. sort of
4: fairly well documented. He's had his sort of issues, hasn't he? So sort of health issues, really. So, no, really, really good. And, yeah, I thought he did. I thought he did okay. Yeah, technically good good player, isn't
3: he? Yeah. Absolutely. So it was quite a quiet start, really, wasn't it? I think that we had, there was one sort of half chance early on where John Jules and Ladapo actually linked up quite well, and Ladapo sort of flew in on the on the goalkeeper. Mm. Um, but neither of them were involved in our first goal of the game, which came on 27 minutes, Joe, after a driving run from Wes Burns. I don't think we'd seen him on the ball until that 26 minute, and then that fantastic. Turn of pace of his driving run and a free kick in a dangerous position.
5: Yeah, and he sort of he's cut quite a frustrated figure at times today. Burns wasn't he? He was sort of playing on that right wing, kept trying to mm-hmm. sort of make these little runs in behind and sort of going. And Stop. the players weren't playing the balls over the top, and it just it just seemed quite frequent that he was doing that and sort of not getting the ball. But this time he went back, picked up the ball away, and then um, just drove forward and really drove right at the heart of the defence, right to the edge of the box and just outside the sort of the circle on the edge of the box just got brought down and sort of really nice position I sort of said oh we need a left footer on this it looked perfect for a left yeah. footer on that side didn't it and Yeah, well, so Burns I, I
3: fancied it didn't he?
5: Burns fancied it Lee yeah, Evans yeah. was straight over to get the ball and fancied it but in the end it's kind of Chaplin and I say I'm right behind that goal and you sort of see it taken and the keeper takes that makes that mistake of just taking that little half step to the left to sort of try and cover behind the wall and the ball flashes past him and into the top corner and we we're off 1-0 and not just that kind of Chaplin's off celebrating wildly against his former club. There's no sort of muted <laughs> celebration. And I say he made some comments today in the press mm. about how there was just no loyalty shown towards the players at Barnsley and those bits like that. So, no, it's interesting. Really good goal. Nice to score from a set piece as well. Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah, it was a lovely free kick, wasn't it? Wasn't it, Dave, sort of reminded me yeah. of
4: Jamie Clapham from a few years ago? Oh, yeah, you go. Yeah, no, it was. It was superbly, superbly struck. And I think Joe said immediately, or Joe had a great view of it, but we saw um, that um, as soon as that keeper, he almost takes a death step, doesn't he? He takes mm-hmm. that step, so he shifts his weight to the left, and it's, yeah, it's... It's, um, even if he hadn't, I still don't think he'd have probably saved it. It wasn't right in the posted stamp, as they say, but it was superbly struck, wasn't it? Brilliant, brilliant technique. And as you said, yeah, he did enjoy that, didn't he? <laughs> he
3: did. He did indeed. So this is going to be the first mention of the referee, Steve Martin, wasn't it? It's Steve Martin. Yes. Yeah. yeah, not as yeah. funny so, as his <laughs> name Six minutes later, the ball hits Evans' arm about twenty-five yards out from our goal. Just, yeah, it's, I mean, it it's seemed it's like that... it was in
4: a natural position, but the referee's given a free kick. <sighs> I mean, on no, the edge of our area. You know, I, I, I think that filters through everything. I know, Rich. I think Rich, if you saw Matt making, he did a match report for the ladies today. I mean, so many handballs on a sort of uneven pitch. It's. Anyway, it's another story. But yes, on a similar vein. Yeah, he was sort of it. So he was the ball sort of bounced and uh, broke for him, didn't it? But it sort of seemingly like spun up as he was come looking to come away and get control of the ball. Um, usual thing, seen him given, seen him not. But you know, more often than not this season, seen those given. It's it, you know it does strike his arm or whatever part. Um, and initially you think, oh, hang on, this is a exactly the same position as our free kick, but for a right footer. Um. Connell maybe take I'm not sure who takes it no it can't be Connell I don't think Thanks, but um yeah yeah um defend it well doesn't get it up and over defend it well but we just don't defend the second ball do doing the ball's recycled perhaps a little bit and I suppose a bit fractured because you know half, you know I don't know what our wall was four or five five or six maybe in that wall um a little bit caught out of position balls recycled left-footed ball in in it yeah, it just falls in a good area, doesn't it, for, um, I think it's Aitchinson, isn't it, who gets between the Nassian and Burns, I think. Um, it was a really, forward. it was a beautiful ball in. Yeah, league, it's a good, it? good area, wasn't it? Yeah, it wasn't no, loads it of pace, huge, but just really. Yeah, yeah good just in a, good, in a really good area. It took everybody out and, yeah, he's just got a sort of free, stoopy little header and it needs to be good to, anything these days needs to be good to beat Walton and it was just right in the corner, wasn't it? it was it was indeed i'll just dip back into
3: the into the comments and cuz he's going to probably cop a little bit of stick tonight Freddie ladapo chris Rand says worth mentioning for our, for our goal ladapo's casual walk behind the wall <laughs> unsighting the keeper it's just it's just clever stuff isn't it and you yeah, you, you don't talk about it at all if the free kick hits the wall or whatever but it's it was it just shows that there's there's pla- there's a plan and there's thinking
5: Going on there, just yeah. little it's minor something that you wouldn't like even that. notice, even if you're watching the highlights back. It's only because some people filmed it from behind the goal that you some actually see that. Some legends filmed it yeah, from behind the goal, Joe. but there's a couple of other ones on the internet from people at the bottom of the stand. You wouldn't, you wouldn't have noticed it unless mm-hmm. you've got that angle literally behind the goal. Because even on the full highlights, you don't see what's going on there. But you see how sort of bigger bloke he is and where where he walks. There, it does just fill that gap between the wall and the sort of the charger down next to them, it was sort of a yard away, wasn't it?
3: Absolutely. So, at 1-1, one, one, Lee Evans plays a couple of, well, I think there was three in the space of about two sure. minutes. Lovely diagonal ball straight onto the left foot of Leith Davis, who's got a fantastic first touch on the move, hasn't he? Um, one of them leads to a decent shot, which the keeper saved. We went in at 1-1. One, one. I think somebody in the comments mentioned potential for a penalty in the first half. Can yeah, anyone... Joe, did you, I was going to say, did you yeah, that, get that
5: a that good looked good a, view well, I, I, I obviously saw it once. I didn't see it again, but uh. it looked well, It looked a clear foul on Davis. The guy just goes to ground when he's sort of dribbling the ball on the touchline, but I can't say for sure it was in, inside in or outside of the area, but it was a foul, no doubt. He just uh. slipped through. But when you, when you look at the ref's positioning, it's hard for him to see it, and the lino... Is the other side of the pitch, and the other ones on the halfway line. So they, you can sort of give the, forgive the officials on that one because there's not really any way they could see it. But it's one of those ones that I think if there was VAR or the equivalent, they'd be having a look at it because it was just a, it was just a chop, just a sliding chop on him, and he went down and and he it seemed to hurt him as well because he was struggling from that point onwards really as well.
4: I think ultimately that's what perhaps made the change, um, you know force the change, don't you?
5: It did. It I did think feel He did right go down, down,
4: didn't he? Didn't he? <laughs> He, he yeah. did go down before the change. Yeah, he did, seem he? Hurt. Yeah, he did I think.
5: Mm.
3: Right, before we before we wrap up the first half, Romeo Romeo's said it's worth remembering uh-huh. the moving tribute on the tenth minute, well observed by both sets of fans, players and officials. Yeah, you saw players applauding the Barnsley fans. The, Barnsley fans, yeah. the whole yeah, stadium stood rough. up. It was incredibly moving. It was really sad. And as Romeo says, R. I. P. Lillian. Yeah, Here. Here. Moving into the the second half, it's Barnsley who looked the more likely at the start. I thought Barnsley, actually, probably their best period of the game was at 1-1 before we scored. I thought they were the better side. Um, Christian Walton had to make a decent save. They hit the side netting as well, where the Barnsley fans thought that they'd scored. At this stage, were you almost thinking, Joe, "Mm, this might just be one of those days where I'll probably take a point or maybe just look to nick it right at the end?
5: Yeah, well, in the first half, they'd we'd had all the ball and we'd looked at the better side, but we hadn't really managed to achieve much with it because they'd been really well drilled in their formation and we just kept sort of passing the ball around and we just got squeezed and squeezed and just have, kept trying to have to hit these little clipped balls over the top, which just didn't work. And that was a result of their sort of discipline and shape and press on that side. But it seemed in the second half, they sort of grew in confidence from that, going in at 1-1 and really sort of pushed their sort of team higher up the pitch. And when they were nicking the ball back, it was sort of in our half rather than in their half. And i say it led to that opportunity where sort of Walter makes a save, but yeah, there's the second one he's in and he just tries to lift it over him or toe poke him. He just doesn't quite wrap his foot around it, but that was a real, real big chance in the game. And then I said, we seemed, we seemed a little bit flat around that point. That, like that, their, their good spells sort of seemed to fade away. And then when we made the changes, it seemed yeah. to, that seemed to perk us up again and give us a sort of another lift.
3: Yeah, so those changes came on 67 minutes. Vincent Young came on for Davis. As you mentioned, he was, he was limping after that, that tackle in the, in the first half. Harness comes on for John Jules. And Jackson, quite interestingly, came on for Ladapo and moved straight into that centre-forward position. And for once, he stayed there as well, um, which was quite good to see.
4: <laughs> Three minutes after that triple sub, Dave, we retake the lead. It's, it's such a good goal. isn't? I say good goal, such a simple goal, really. I mean, the, I the think I said on the Telegram group after that, the ping pass from Walton was just ridiculous. Mm. Or, or was it? Maybe slightly over here? I don't know. But for, finds the Nassian. So he pings a ball, what, 40, 50 yards probably from his box to just on halfway. The Nassian sort of gets up well, keeps it in, nods it inside to Chaplin, who takes it on a couple of paces and slips in burns. And and Burns is good here for once, because sometimes I think we have been well no, I have been critical, sometimes of Burns final ball where he perhaps is a bit a bit rushed and a bit panicked over his final ball, but they're not always, you know, you think for for all his great play, perhaps his his final decision making isn't brilliant, but this is really good. He takes a ball. Um the again, energy makes a brilliant run outside in superb run. But he's intelligent again, he sort of just lays the ball sort of square into a into a really good area. And Morsey, penalty spot, really calm finish. Is that lets the ball almost run across him? Not the easiest of finishes, similar to the one he missed against um Bolton last kick of the game, first game of the season. But this time lets it run across him and just sort of glides it in, doesn't he? Side foots it in the um in the far in the far left corner. Yeah, re- really good, simple goal, but yeah, super. It
3: was a really good finish, wasn't it, Joe? I Dave's just explained it perfectly, but just the way that he, he's running at pace and unlike the one against Bolton, he just took it in his stride. Yeah. He just guided it, didn't he?
5: Yeah, he sort of checks his run, doesn't he, to let the he ball run across himself. him so that he can then yeah. just take it. And it's often his weaker foot, isn't it? But he just yeah. uses the pace of the ball just to guide it into the corner, doesn't he? So, yeah, excellent finish. But like I say it was that that header from Danastia when the ball goes across. The sort of, <laughs> the back commits, doesn't he? And it just goes over his head. And and when Danastia wins it, he, not only does he win it, as soon as he lands, he's straight he's on off. the go. And... We're three against one at that point there and these are the things you've got to make something happen with and and similar, yeah, very similar to that Morsey chance to end the bolt again. That was sort of three against one on that side. Yeah, yeah. Burns making the run, Burns finding it's The same Morsy. three players, wouldn't it? And then yep. Morsey not providing a finish that time, but no, really, really good finish. Another good goal, sort of really striking when the sort of opposition have sort of overcommitted.
3: Indeed. And a few minutes later, that hotly contested moment. Um we score what looks like a perfectly legitimate goal just a few minutes later. This time it was route, it Walton going Route One. And Caden Jackson got up superbly well winning the header against the centre back. I don't know whether it was just that he used his pace and just got there before before the centre back and flicked it on. Harness has had to had to work hard to get in behind the centre back there, hasn't he? But he has; he's managed it, and then I mean, slides and hooks the ball into the corner, and he runs off, knee slide in front of the Bobby Robson stand. That's the celebration of a player that's not worried about the goal being disallowed. He's seen the linesman;
4: the linesman hasn't given it. But what's gone on behind him? <laughs> it's, it's it's an odd one, um, as you say. Jackson wins it brilliantly; really times his jump well. It, I look; I've watched it back two or three times, and. I, I, do we know why it was disallowed? As a ref, I mean, they don't have to say. Foul. You know?
5: He's given a foul. Isn't he, he has given, given a foul. He, that must be the only thing, because he doesn't touch well, the ball.
4: I, Is there a suspicion of handball? Sort of, if, if you look at when he sort of gets it under control, it sort of bounces up and he almost like that. I, I don't know, but... Look, they're, they're, for me, there's, there's nothing, absolutely nothing wrong. Yeah, exactly. Paul's right. Nothing wrong well, right with says, um, Yeah, zero in complaints the comments. from Sorry, the defenders yeah. either. Um, yeah. And it's a um, really great finish, isn't it? You know, he slides finish, buries it in the corner. And at, look, at 3-1 at that, at that point, The game's the game's over, isn't it? You know, we go and we probably control and see the game out quite comfortably. But... Yeah, I mean you could see the relief, you know, after after their defenders realise the goals disallowed they're sort of high fiving each other and stuff like that. It's yeah, a, a very, very harsh one. Very harsh one.
5: Like the, the only the only potential foul in there to me, it looks like the the first defender on harness. Oh you yeah, no, of, no, yeah, otherwise he there's a high boot in there and he sort of catches him in the chest with it and I Say harness sort of rides that challenge and goes from there so if, if it's been pulled back for anything if 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 the ref thinks harness has fouled him, well, you should be going back to giving us a free kick that happened one second before so there's obviously oh. no advantage from there it was just it was just crazy it was the, it, the ref yesterday I thought was really I know we're going to get onto it, but I thought he was really, really poor all game and just wanted to make himself the center of attention in the game rather than just going the yeah. background he, he just seemed to be to be one of those refs that just wanted everything Amy. to be about him as opposed to actually the game just getting involved in things where he didn't need to and
3: yeah and just just little things joe like just making the players wait before and and running over to the the goalkeeper to give him the ball rather than just throwing it to him it was like yeah. he just wanted to constantly be Making both sides take at.
5: throw-ins like two yards back from where they're trying to take them and things like yeah. that. Because there wasn't really much, on both sides with the fullbacks having the ball, they weren't really pushing miles down the line to take stuff. They were just mm. nudging like every team does and it was just I don't know, he it, it, it just was like I, said, I thought he was poor right from the start. Even in the first half, the physio had been on three times. There'd been two substitutions, there'd been two goals and, and then there's three minutes injury time. It's like, well, the first time the physio was on was for about three minutes because I went to the toilet, came back, and the game hadn't started again like that. I'm not Usain yeah. Bolt flying out there.
3: <laughs> and and there was a couple of times as well where he, the Barnsley players' time wasted, which which goes on, and he gave them a talking to more than once rather than giving the book in, and then it stops mm. happening. He just, uh, ah. Yeah, I, I don't really like to criticise refs, because I think it will just, no, the luck just sort of evens itself out. But it's just... Really frustrating, isn't
4: it? When it was really good from Harness. He really wanted it. You know, Harness wanted it more than the more than the defenders. You know, and he got there. You know, so great strength to get there. Really good composed finish, and yeah, it's a tough one. to have that one chalked off. But two mm. one, you think okay, two. You know, still two one. Let's see the game out. But
5: well, like I say, and the problem you get is as well is like last week we had the same against Truesbury, where the foul on Vincent Young was the most blatant penalty <laughs> and red card you'll see. <laughs> we didn't, we didn't get that decision, but we've been three nil. So it doesn't matter. Well, this time you get a really poor decision. And instead of going three, us. one up with 15 minutes. left, that's cost, cost us two points that that yep. season has. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So
3: just dipping into the comments, Alex Corbett says he saw the ref doing a shirt pulling yeah. motion. That shirt was Harness's shirt. That's being pulled. Wasn't it? <laughs> Paul Harper, possibly a little bit harsh refs in league. <clears> one <throat> not worthy of local Sunday league. Um, Let's not knock the local Sunday league up the Bruce and Martlesham. Um, we'll indulge Craig Fimbo, even though he's been on holiday. Romeo says that ball from Walton to JD was reminiscent of Forrest to Stevie Witten combo back in the day. <laughs> I'm far too young to know what he's talking about there. Yeah, so I can't remember many of those. <laughs> right. So Sod's Law, a few minutes later, it's 2-2. Uh, this one was from a corner joke. And was it maybe an example of zonal marking not working.
5: Yeah, well, I've never seen a zone score a goal, so we'll see from there. But, but after the game, Sam Morsey came up into the lounge and was talking to John Walk, and John was saying like, "It's a free header. What's gone wrong?" And Morsey was like saying, "Well, look, we we mark zonally. There will be you can't mark every player if you mark zonally. Sometimes there'll be a free man, and everyone's done their job, but it well, doesn't work." And I think McKenna went into sort of more detail in his press conference, but. Um, he said it was along the lines that that Britain was just a blocker in there, but yet because the ball was so swung out so deep, it sort of la- just landed on his head, and he still had a lot of work to do. It was a brilliant header from it where was he was. Yeah. but yeah, when you when you look at it, you just see um, you just see free header, don't you? But
3: yeah, yeah. What so do, do, you do you think McKenna probably said to them that he's not that he'll just take responsibility for that one?
5: That's what that's what it seemed like. He said, "We'll yeah. we'll look at things and we'll look at our zones. We'll make sure that there's not more we can be doing, and go from there." But even again, I still like to have a man on the post as well. I'm old fashioned in that regard. Put put men on the post, and they clear that, don't they?
3: Yeah, dare dare I say it? Those looping headers do seem well on the evidence of yesterday, anyway, do seem to maybe be a potential weakness of of Walton's. But you yeah, you eliminate that problem by having just a, a fullback maybe just on the back post I didn't, I didn't notice yesterday
4: did we leave did we leave anyone up for that corner I, yeah I
3: can't I, usually I
5: didn't, I didn't I didn't know we cha- no. Chaplin
4: will normally be about 25 yards out yeah mm-hmm. the
5: players on the edge of the box
4: Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's just a you know after especially after what happened a few minutes before
5: it's just pretty
4: gut wrenching
5: isn't it mm-hmm. but we could but we came back well from it as well yeah, really well there's a, that's a a positive, really, really. though, that we conceded the goal and the heads didn't drop. We just kept going yeah. and going. Yeah.
3: And the way we can still create chances, because uh, Barnsley, to their credit, they came and they played They played pretty well. They gave us a, a good game. They they can arguably say that they, they were good value for their point. But even when they sat back and played pretty defensively, just as Bolton did on the opening game of the season, we still created a flurry of late chances, which was... Pleasing to see. There was a bloke on my row who was shouting, Get the ball in the effing box. Uh, I'm not sure how much McKenna football that he's watched, but we continued to pass the ball and try and sort of make the spaces and try and make things happen. And then we obviously won a few set pieces towards the end of what as well.
1: Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first.
2: ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times.
0: Blue Monday are delighted to be partnered with TalkSport Fan Network and NordVPN, giving you the best possible offering for browsing the internet securely.
3: Order now on the McDonald's app at participating restaurants. 18 plus serving times. Delivery fee and terms apply. See McDonald's dot com. Edmondson doesn't doesn't get enough goals, does he, Dave? But he got up and won a header. Came off the post a little bit. Yeah, unlucky.
4: should he, he should should he be scoring there? I mean, it's um, un- alright, hits a post. It's unlucky, but yeah, okay, jumps with a defender, I suppose, and maybe a little bit unsighted, sees it a bit late,
5: but. Should score, shouldn't he? From my end, it looked a really free header, but then when yeah. you watch it back on the highlights, it didn't quite look it no, it didn't, a bit further but... out. From our end, it looked like he was four yards out, standing on the back post. Yeah, you have, probably rose a little but... bit further out, but yeah. Another
4: day it goes in one of those days. Yeah. Vincent Young has a superb header saved
3: uh, by the goalkeeper. It was a fantastic another fantastic Wicked ball in by Evans, but
4: wasn't it? He did that. He also did that for the – he did that a few times. I'm loving that. So, you know, they're saying, oh, yeah, get the ball in the box. But we're creating really good angles for that. It's obviously mm. something they work on, you know, Donassi and Burns. They work on manufacturing, getting getting Evans out wide right in that position. And he did one for that Ladapo sort of scuffy – was it Edmonds and Ladapo scuffy chance right at the start of the second yeah, half, Yeah, that was wasn't a big it? chance. That, that, was that was a big old mm. chance. Um, he did that three think, or four times. I think Ladapo saw that one quite late. You no, know, I think he did. No, you're right. I think he did, but still a decent chance. And and again, that, that even probably a better cross because he's putting it in with pace, isn't he? And oh, you know, Vincent Young did nothing wrong there. Great connection, and yeah, just keeper. A... I was
5: up. I thought it was in, but then yeah, he got his feet nowhere. Unlike, he? The,
4: unlike the free kick, he set himself. The keeper had set himself well. Got his right. Got his feet right. Yeah, it's a decent save. He was gets save,
3: yeah. great power yeah. on his head as Vincent Young doesn't oh, he? Mate, he's... It reminded um, me of um, Georgie and
5: Richard Wright in the Christoph, playoff final. yeah, that's a good shout. A sort of flashing header <laughs> oh. across. And you think it's in and the keeper sort of comes out of nowhere for it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I and, think, then, and then you watch it, it back. You know, but you watch it back in the highlights. And then all of a sudden the ball's gone quite centrally into the goal and the keepers got across, but not miles across. But both times, mm. both of those looked in at the time from where I was in the stadium. Yeah, the sheer power, power of the header rather than direction. But,
3: yeah. And then, the, yeah, Aluko's come on at this stage and was... His usual self just sort of just always looks like he's got time on his hands. Uh, the last corner of the game, I think it was an Evans out-swinger again. And Aluko managed to sort of volley it into the into the ground. It was a decent effort. And I think it was a defender on the line that scrambled it off the line in the end.
4: Yeah, I didn't realise till I till I watched it back from where I was. I thought that was perhaps hit a defender about three or four yards out, but it was literally the last kick of the game, wasn't it? And he makes a really pretty good connection with it. Yeah, and yeah, just hits a defender's shin, knee on the line, and we just can't force it in. I mean, yeah, not our day. Ultimately,
3: so yeah, what was the overall feeling then in the Bobby Robson suite after the game,
5: Joe? I, I think the, the way we the way we finished the game was testament to sort of the fact we deserve to win I I think but for the referee we've won that game yesterday because there's no way we get clawed back when we go 3-1 and then we have chances to win it after that and finish the game strongly and sort of McKenna's McKenna's um, sort of game plan has worked really hasn't it in that we've sort of kept them level to sort of that 65 minute mark send on the sort of the changes and from that point on just dominate the game and did more than enough to win yesterday, but just sometimes it's just not to be, it's just not your day. And that was one of those yesterday, but keep the unbeaten run continues on. We're still in the top two, 14 points after six games. We're still, like I, say, I think one of the biggest concerns people had was about scoring goals and we're still running along at sort of over two goals a game scored.
3: Indeed. And what were your, what were your thoughts walking back to the... Yeah, initial
4: day. thoughts, it, it almost feels like a defeat, but Joe's right. You know, you, you look at the bigger picture, 14 points, undefeated for four wins, two draws. Yeah, you take it. You take it and move on, don't you? But they say, yeah, you just one of, those, one of those days, any other day you win the game, 4-2. or well, <laughs> The Magic the magic Barnsley score, but yeah, just unfortunate. Unfortunate, unfortunate running to bad luck and also a fairly fairly shocking referee as well
3: yeah there's a few questions already in the comments about the referee I'm going to start dipping into these these questions now thank you everyone that's watching if you could drop us a like if you're watching on YouTube that's a, a big help for us it helps with all the algorithms and other things that I don't really understand um, but the f- first question I'm going to go to is Sarah Hare are we able to draw conclusions now on the DAPO's suitability, ability to play a successful role in a promotion charge? He was, he didn't have his best game
5: yesterday, Joe, did he? No. It's frustrating cause I think, I think he still did a lot well in that sort of the way we played, sort of did work around him, but he just wasn't quite, he seemed quite disconnected to the team and whether that's because of the sort of the players behind him because maybe him and Harness had linked up a lot more and Harness wasn't there in this game. But... Just the longer he doesn't score for, I think the bigger an issue it becomes. Because while when a striker's playing well, you can sort of say you're playing well, you're doing this. But when you get to sort of six, seven games into the season, you still haven't scored, that's just weighing on your mind. And maybe the fact he didn't start last week, John Jules came in, scored, he's back in the team. Is he now playing with that pressure on his shoulders? And because again, it's, every game he's getting, a, he's getting a good chance in every game, it's, it's not like he's not getting chances. And I say, how different would it look if he'd scored two goals this season in his? Five six games, and I think he'd, he'd he'd be looking at a different player. But yeah, one of those has got to go in soon, and then we'll see.
3: Yeah, he seemed he seemed to struggle a little bit in the air as well, does not he, Dave?
4: Like if
5: you he saw does Jackson for... come on,
4: and he won a header straight away. You know, exactly the point I was going to make. He does actually for his size because he's a you know he's a size, but yeah, he's not the greatest. Not the greatest um, jump, or perhaps he doesn't time his jumps that well. Yeah the, it was noticeable that the one that Jackson wins to set up the. Setup, the the, the you know the chance for for harness is I can't really, really remember us winning any more than that all game pretty much. So look, I'd I'd play. I mean, we want to do a little bit about this afterwards, but um, I'd I'd play the Dappo Tuesday and I hope he gets a goal or two.
3: Yeah, yeah, there could be something in that. Michael Warner, with all the talk of keeping the ball in play more, I know a lack of ball boys girls around the pitch. Maybe that would help with the fl- our flow of play.
5: I think, fun. yeah, it's, it's weird, isn't it? There's on definitely one side no of the pitch, multi-ball, but... I don't think you're allowed multi-ball anymore, but on the side of the pitch, on the Portman Road side, I don't know what it's called at the moment, the Portman stand, Cobold stand, that side, there's like six... We've called ball, that a while. <laughs> six, yeah, but it's still a Portman stand to me, isn't it? Anything not corporate jokes. Yeah, but there's six <laughs> people up that stand, and then on the... The West Stand, sponsored by the Magnus Group, it's um. <laughs> there's only like two ball be people on that. So there's like one between the dugouts and the corner flag on each side. But so they're just, I don't know. There's just not enough there, and I I just mm. think you you need you need more ball boys there, or ball ball people there, and you need them to be alert. You need them to be like coiled springs, ready to jump up and yeah, keep the ball in Yeah, play. that's
3: kind of the problem for me is that they do seem a little. I I don't think they're coached. I think they're just told to just go and enjoy it and watch well, they're the they're different game. every week, aren't they? Yeah. yeah,
5: and and Different every I know, week. I where... you just need... You need them ready to give the ball back so that, like the one at the end where the keeper's in the north stand sort of farting about on the goal and the ball boy's just giving them the ball, like, go on. And it makes the ref realise how much they're trying to waste time and things like that. Mm-hmm. If you get the ball back to them straight away, then you, you're giving them no excuse. You're not letting them trot after the ball and try and get it. You need to, you need people doing that. And there's something that I really think is an area we're missing about. I actually emailed the club about this oh, a little wow. while ago. And yeah. Strongly worded. I, yeah. And I just sort of said about it and they sort of said they've sort of got no real plans to change what they're doing. But I think, I think they missed a trick on it. I think you need a regular team of ball people there who know what to do, who are ready and who are active and want to get up and move the game on.
4: In the old days, you just had two behind each goal. So, mm. uh, that was that was it ever since, you know, ever since until I don't know when. So maybe it wasn't such is that, an issue. Is that when they were playing with Pigs brothers, Dave? Yeah, uh, yeah, lacing the ball.
3: <laughs> just going back to Ladapo, Paul Harper says, how long do we give Ladapo to score? Does, does he need to score in his next game, whether it's... Northampton or Accrington to to keep the shirt.
4: Yeah, you probably probably I think because although Joe said he did do he did do some good stuff yesterday consistently yesterday I thought wasn't he was probably his worst game I've seen him have so far. Um, so yeah, I think um, <laughs> that would certainly <laughs> certainly give him a boost, wouldn't it?
5: But this the transfer window shuts this week, doesn't it? And yep. I'd be amazed if we don't have another forward sign. It might not be another yeah. number nine, but there's going to be another forward sign without a doubt. You heard it first.
3: <laughs> you can smell <laughs> a sign in, can you, Joe? Oh, yeah. yeah
5: well, <laughs> no, Joe's got that look. Joe's got, got that look we'll about him. We'll if get two more in, won't we? Like there's, there's no secret that we've been trying to get a striker no. in all through the window. Yeah. And if we've now... i say if, we've, if we don't, can't get our first target, which seems to be George Hurst... We're going to be looking elsewhere, and who who that is, like I said, we, we don't know yet. But we can probably have some good educated guesses at it. But someone we need another striker in there. We've only got we've only really got one Ladappa who you could probably say can lead the line in sort of every game of the season, haven't you?
4: It's quite, it's a kind of an odd one because there's been so much speculation over the weeks and over the summer that it, you can imagine if we don't sign anyone this week, it will be general unrest. Well, if we don't
5: sign anyone, we've we've failed, haven't we? Because we've been trying to. Yeah, because we've sort of shown that we we want to.
3: Yeah. Hdh. aren't refs supposed to be clamping down on time-wasting this season? (laughs) Don't (laughs) know if that's filtered down to League One, is it? To to be fair,
4: the thing I thought he did get right yesterday, which which perhaps Joe said alluded to, he didn't get right in the first half. Was at least second half. We did have was it eight eight minutes, which again was probably a minute or two short. But I was expecting the usual derisory five or six, and then the crowd. Oh, I would thought it was seriously kicked, but it was eight. No, it was, oh, was
3: eight. Okay, yeah, it oh, was. Yeah. So I, the sound isn't very good in the Portland stand, Street. <laughs> <track.
4: laughs> he kind of got that. He sort of got that right. One of the things he did get right, at least in the uh, in the second half. Hmm.
3: Yeah, there's plenty of comments on on the ref. Yeah, I I commented on that as well, Dave. Although I did think it was six minutes added on, so I was surprised that it did go on as long as it did.
4: Can we? Uh, um, I mean, also mention. I don't know if someone else mentioned this about the um, Norwood's comedy moment.
1: Oh yes, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> priceless. Yeah, it?
4: talk us through
3: that one, Dave, because Norwood Norwood's come on and he's de- he's he's desperate to make his mark on the game, isn't he? But
4: and and when he can for the understand real... it if it was outside our box, but it was just on the edge of his own box. Um, he just couldn't um... resist, could he? Yeah, it gets gets. How can we put it? It gets. Yeah, he gets done for simulation. I think is the you know, is the correct is the yeah, correct. He's, way he's, so
3: he's tried to buy a foul on the edge of well, quite close box. to the edge of his own box by sort of him and Vincent Young sort of go for the ball. I think was. Vincent Young reads it quite well, Nips and in. always just sort of bumped into Vincent Young and then just gone straight down. I, I tell you what, I was shocked when the ref did give us a free kick, though, even though, well, because it was the right decision, wasn't Is it? It's an yeah.
5: indirect free kick when it's a dive. I, I didn't notice it signalled as one. Does, and does that mean if you yeah. dive in your own penalty area, it's a penalty <laughs> against you?
4: <I> don't know. <laughs> that was, yeah. that was, that yeah. was the, uh, the comedy, it, comedy moment. Yeah, brilliant. And do you know what? I was, that's quite, why not? I think you got half decent reception as well, didn't you?
3: Yeah, I think I saw somebody comment in our telegram group which you should all check out on Blue Monday on Twitter. Just it's all it's all up there how you how you join it. It's a really good community to be a part of. Yeah. As everyone keeps saying it's like Twitter before all of the dickheads took over. Hmm. But yeah, some somebody made the comment on on that, didn't they? On whether they they were asking why you got such a good reception. Actually that, ironically this might be one that I read on Twitter. But the reason I think why he got such good reception is because there was always going to be a few people that booed him. So you have to give him a good reception. So the booze get drowned out. Cause if he hears the booze, he's going to, he's going to be even oh, more okay. fired up, isn't he? The
5: hmm.
3: reverse psychology. Yeah. It might yeah. Be, I, <coughs> might be like I yeah. think
5: he was, one, he's one of those, isn't he? That if he'd come out and got booed, he'd be, he'd score a goal and want to laugh it out, wouldn't he? And, yeah. Yeah. Whereas getting so the,
3: the big applause. Meant that he was going to come on and dive in front of his own penalty area. It would have been brilliant just, if we scored from that.
5: I just <laughs> yeah. gave it my normal sort of muted. meh. that me. does me when a different player returns to the club.
3: Isn't isn't that what the churchmen's do when there's a goal,
5: Joe? <laughs> No, it was, was go mad in there. There was some kicked out within the first five minutes. Oh, that for was it, hilarious! For I giving it a, large to the away fans.
4: I saw a um, on YouTube today, the there was a blog from a, a blog from a, um, a a Barnsley fan who 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 uh, did a similar to Alex Griffin, I guess that sort of thing. And um, oh, it was a great view of that. Yeah, he absolutely lost the plot. That lad, Well he not tried lad, to run off, didn't of, he, yeah, he? Tried to like
5: yeah. run off, and then he was like <laughs> pointing to beckoning people outside. Then he tried to sort of jump over the wall <laughs> no, he tried where to the. Get uh, to him. On his own, tried, yeah. Tried to jump over the wall where the um the scoreboard is, the 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 big screen. Tried to. Man-handled. I don't know where he was going to go once he'd landed twelve meters down on the ground. I don't oh, know where he. Yeah. I don't know where he'd have gone after that. Maybe not quite that high, but it was, <laughs> a, it was quite a drop probably. below that wall, and then yeah. he was going to fight six hundred and fifty Barnsley fans after that. <laughs>
3: Gary Haysman asks, "Would I nor- I would normally agree with Mikey Luck evens itself out, but two clangers in two games are refs against us because we're the big team in League One. Oh, I, I think it's probably more a case that we're we're spending more time in the in the opposition's third, that mm. we're going to have these decisions go against us. And- and but we're going to hopefully get some as well. We're going to win more penalties this year, aren't we? Aren't we, surely?
5: Surely, where well, we didn't really any last year, did we? No, I think we have won. But- yeah, maybe two. Two yeah, two, yeah. But, yeah, no, you've just got – we're just up the other end. I don't think the refs are against us, but they've got to stop getting these big, big decisions wrong, don't you? This is like – I'm not a fan of VAR, but the, this is the reason why it ends up coming into the game because the refs yeah. make clangers and they're mm-hmm. continuing to make clangers.
4: I mean, I think I think actually seeing the one last week, that could have been even worse. That was worse than yeah, – I mean, that was so clear-cut last week. It was. I mean, you actually got footage of the guy – Two-footed off the ground in the back of Vincent Young. Yeah. Christ, say that was probably worse on a, um, than the one yesterday. Even so, yeah, two in two games isn't
5: uh, is pretty poor. And I think they're just decisions as well, where the ref. It's, it's obvious what the decision is from the reaction of everyone around it, isn't it? And I think that's the that's the issue. And I'm not saying you should just ref the game on the reaction of the players, but you can tell when both teams know what the right decision is, don't you? Hmm.
4: Just need to get in the Premier League, don't we?
5: Yeah,
3: get in the Premier League, and yeah, then you don't have any bad refereeing decisions against you, <laughs> as Crystal Palace fans found out <laughs> this weekend. Romeo four, why yeah. do refs constantly stop the game when players go down? I don't know, Romeo. It does my head in. I thought it was only for head injuries. Clearly, a tactic to disrupt our flow. Yep. I.
5: How I many think times do the physios
3: have, to, have to be some respect retrospective booking well, stitcher to two players two that finger. go down holding their heads, and then it's obvious that it isn't their heads that they have hurt. They had two
4: female um, physios that seemed
3: to come on.
5: been on seven times. Yeah,
4: easily. Yeah.
5: Admittedly, the three in the first half, two of those players did go off injured, so they obviously were injured. But Mm. there was one point, there was a guy rolling around on the floor in the box. The game moved on to the halfway line, and he got up and sprinted to the halfway line and just started playing again. It's like, stuff like that. Maybe that's where it should be a retrospective punishment, because it's like, you obviously weren't injured because you're rolling around on the floor and... After twenty seconds of doing that, you get up and sprint fifty yards and just carry yeah. on playing as normal. I don't know. It's just we did used to just... celebrate Norwood
3: doing that, though, didn't we? Oh,
5: lovely. Well, that was more after a goal, though, wasn't it? Yeah, so he started. He
3: was trying to do it, trying to do it yesterday, but he, mm. because we moved straight into their half, he didn't get to do his usual sprint at the defenders. If Myten comes in, is that Edwards off on loan? So that's the so, the is Lincoln, that boy, uh, Forest. The Forest Forest wide player Forest loan.
4: What's his name? Alex Mighton. You would think so, but I think I read earlier there's a few in for him, isn't it, Joe? Did I see?
5: Yeah, it's a Sheffield Wednesday, the favourites for him, they said, so... Right, yeah. We'll, but we'll you, see you, how if that goes. That, if,
4: but... Yeah, if that did happen, yeah, you would think that would mean Edwards going out, because seemingly a similar player. Flimflam, aside from yesterday,
3: have Ladapa and John Jules played together that much this season?
5: I don't, I don't think they have, I think, no, because generally, have, generally John right Jules is coming on as a sub, and the Dapo's coming off, isn't he?
3: Yeah. Uh, Dan Connor's apologies for talking about the Norwood thing without putting a comment up because I realised that's what steered the conversation in that direction. Joe was obviously ahead of me on the comments. Do we stick with a single striker and two tens, or use the single ten and two strikers that we did sometimes last season? Dave, you want four for two, don't you?
4: Yeah, always. No, <laughs> I, I, yeah, I, I like to see two up. No matter, I'm, I'm not saying four for two, and I will admit that. I'm not saying four, 4 2 but I do prefer to see
5: two up at times. Yeah.
4: So that's how Joe, I, where you, I would could, go. Could
3: you
5: see that? Yeah, I could see that. We did it quite often last season, didn't we, yeah. where we changed it and went that way, but it's just got to be more... The problem is you need your sort of wider striker to be a bit more fluid in his role and being able to play as a forward and as a wide player all game. I don't think we've got the strikers that other than the potentially Jackson, and I don't think you'd want to start Jackson and Ladapo L- and leave at least no, you all by one of Harness, Chaplin, Aluko, and John Jules on the bench. Only one of those would be able to start, wouldn't it? And I don't know. I, I just think that we'll see what McKenna thinks by what happens in the transfer window this week. Yeah. Do you
4: think? Do you think? This game like that. I know that ship has long since sailed. But do you think a game like yesterday, Selena, would have affected it?
5: I, I think so because I think we struggled at times to move the ball from sort of midfield into the forward roles, having somebody who can sort of the t- because both the 10s who were playing were sort of playing as almost strikers, weren't they? Chaplin and yeah. John Jewels. And that, they naturally start high and drop back where I think we needed somebody to carry the ball, to connect sort of Morsey and Evans to to the striker. Somebody of that ilk who can sort of more of an 8 slash 10 rather than yeah. a sort of striker slash 10. Joe,
3: now Simpson's gone to Huddersfield.
5: Good, good move for him.
3: Who do we put the 500k towards
5: Damn. well I, I guess it's just going to be a, if we don't sign Hurst so I'd imagine we'll be going into the loan market so it's just probably going to cover a loan isn't it? Macaulay Bond maybe? I don't know yeah, yeah. that's one that
3: really divides the fan base isn't it Dave?
5: Really
4: yeah I mean look Macaulay Bond from sept- last September to November was it? November? Mid-November? You'd have him all day long, wouldn't you? The Macaulay bond after that, and look, there were we we know there were other reasons, perhaps stuff going on. Um, yeah, wasn't you know? Uh, at one point last year, coming into light, well, like I said mid-November, the thought of not signing, uh, yeah, the thought of not signing Macaulay bond come the end of the season is horror, is not it? Because he's going to at least score twenty goals from here. But for one reason now, it just didn't work out. Look, we know he can, we know he's got it in, and we've seen him do it. So. Yeah, but as you say, that yeah, that does divide. But I don't think he certainly didn't start. I'm not sure he was in the squad yesterday. He was on was the he? bench yesterday. On the yeah. bench was he? Yeah. Okay. Um, would it be, you know, personally, if he if we didn't get anyone else other than him on a loan or whatever? Uh, yeah, great. I take him.
3: Knows knows the players, knows the system, experience, and loves the club, doesn't he? Yeah. So he would, wouldn't be a bad move. Very finished problem says, discovered ref's got a history of shocking game-changing decisions. Wonder how many more he can do before getting red-carded himself.
5: It's just stuff like this where there's a sort of lack of transparency. You'd love to hear from the sort of... Lambert always used to say, oh, I phoned Mike Riley the other day or whoever, and he told me he got the decision wrong. And But you're obviously only get one side of the story on that side. But you'd love for them to come out. And they did it actually in the Premier League the other week, didn't they, where they sort of said we got this decision wrong. I, can't I think it was a Liverpool game or they basically came out and admit they got the decision wrong, which I thought was strange, but you'd love to sort of hear that in the lower leagues. But then does, I say does all that do is just give you a target on the ref's back? I don't know. It's not, yeah. not an easy job, is it? No,
3: definitely not. Paul Westlake, do we think McKenna is closest to getting to his ideal 11? I know he's, he's sort of said in the past that he, he's not even really striving towards having the ideal 11, but Paul says, surely Harness starts in our best team now, as does Davis, etc. I think, yeah, yeah we are. We're getting that. closer, but there's probably yeah, two I'd... positions up for grabs, isn't there?
4: Yeah, I think I'd agree with Harness and 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 also Davis. Although I do like Lee. Um, I mean, Lee wasn't injured. I don't think yesterday was. He just couldn't fit him in the squad because I think that's what McKenna came out and said that obviously he wanted Vincent Young in there because he can play obviously a variety of a variety of positions, but. Yeah, I thought Davis is looking the deal. I think looking really, really good, really, really good. And yeah, Harness, yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd always have him in. The, I think from now, I'd, I'd always have in it, him in the side. But as Joe said yesterday, it's probably just his turn to his turn to yeah. drop out.
0: Yeah.
4: Veronica Dodd said it was Bristol
3: City as well, where there was an apology for a bad decision. Okay. I yeah, probably Pierce, scared I've of Pierce A lot about like, that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Chris Robinson, Chaplin, has really come into his own this season. Has he benefited the most from Selena's departure? I think, he personally, I think he probably has simply because there's less traffic in front of him for that, that position.
5: Fantastic. Yeah, and, he, and he's just starting more games, isn't he? Yeah, that's last the thing. Year, he's he just sort of...
3: getting more game time.
5: He... Yeah, and and also, I don't think you can sort of underestimate having a sort of settled pre-season, being here the whole way through, sort of being fit at a in a team which is actually functioning where... A lot of last season, it wasn't at all, was it? For the first half of the season, wasn't a functioning team in there. So, hmm.
3: Yeah, it's just a te- technically brilliant player. And if he can rattle in a couple more free kicks, Dave, that's going to be a huge bonus, yeah, isn't he, it? he, he is. His joy, at, times
4: he's, at times, he's an absolute joy to watch, isn't he? His first touch and his general awareness. And, yeah, um, yeah, very, very intelligent football as well. You know, find space. Um, yeah, You've got to be really hopes, that small, don't you? Yeah, fingers. Yeah. yeah, you know, absolutely. Yeah, you know, fingers crossed he stays fit because yeah, you think there's, ten, There's a ten. Well, he's got three already. Sort of ten goal season there at least for him.
5: Yeah, I don't think as well you could have two of him in the team. There it is. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> the I don't like I, said, I don't think you could have two of Chaplin in the team because he does. He is the one that tries stuff and that gives the ball away and gives it away too often sometimes, doesn't he? When things aren't going right it sort of stops us playing but no no as the one sort of x-factor player in there he's certainly doing well this season and hopefully continues to yeah indeed i'm just going to
3: run through the other league league one results as mrs diamond speaks to her mother as she always does on a yeah, sunday probably evening. On a sunday on a sunday evening <sighs> yeah so accrington Ak- nil exit to nil, Exeter to nil. Can't imagine there were too many eye follow passes for that one. Bristol <laughs> Rovers won. Shrewsbury one. Cambridge, absolute classic oh. there at the Abbey. 4-3 against Burton. Poor old Burton. Just, they can't buy a win, can they? Oxford, maybe signs that they're up and running now. They won 2-1 at Cheltenham. Big game at Pride Park. Derby 2. Peterborough 1. Lincoln 2, Fleetwood 2. Milton Keynes, Dons, poss- possibly possibly. They're up and running now as well. 4-0 win away at Morecambe. Plymouth, they're looking strong. 2-0 home win against Bolton. We go there and what was it, three, three or four weeks live on Sky. Portsmouth are now the leaders after winning 1-0 away at Port Vale. Sheffield Wednesday, that wasn't a shock result. 5-0 at home to Forest Green. Wickham one, Charlton one. So the top 10 is looking like this now. We've drop down we've got the same goal difference as Portsmouth so we're just below them on goals scored aren't we and then it's Sheffield Wednesday a point behind us Peterborough two points mm-hmm. behind us and there's Plymouth Derby Cambridge probably the Cambridge and Exeter probably the overachievers of the the opening few weeks aren't they but there's some some good sides in in League One this season isn't there
5: Yeah. I think that table will look quite familiar throughout the season. That top six that are up there currently I don't see many of them falling away. Hmm.
3: HGH says the top six now the biggest teams in the league. I think our ability ability to beat the big boys is going to be everything this season. I think I think you're spot on. Mm
5: Mm-hmm.
3: And Gary Hastings says, did you see Chaplin's comments about Barnsley just being a buying and selling club? I think you alluded to them at the start, Joe, didn't you? That
5: yeah, when no it took his goals and, then, and he sort of said great club, great fans. But the ownership model there is just about buying and selling. Almost maybe because they've sort of got a US sport influence in there where players are just traded to other teams on the other side of the country and there's no... There's no sort of contract player power or anything like that at all. You could be playing for Dallas one week and then you've got to move to Wisconsin the week after and be there for three months and then get sent to Florida and you, you've got to work from there. And it's just, I don't know, it, it seemed obviously very... For him to sort of go into as much detail and say as much he did about it. it is obviously something that really did hurt him. And I guess sort of coming off the back of a finishing in the playoffs and then just getting sold to a League One club and sort of being told to go that way is probably not what he was expecting after being a regular in a sort of championship playoff season. Indeed. Just
3: just a final question. We've spoken quite a bit about Chaplin tonight, haven't we? Could could we try him as the number nine, Dave? Would you like to see Chaplin playing even higher up? No, right?
4: no, not really. I don't think he'd be so effective. Yeah, I think you'd lose, you'd lose a little bit from him. So, no, personally not. He yeah, could be a false nine in there. False nine. False nine. Yeah. Bobby Firmino star. Pretend.
3: <laughs> yeah, thanks everyone for for driving the conversation with these those excellent questions yeah, and mate. comments. There's plenty of debate going on, all friendly debate. Just the last one here from Chris Rand. Barnsley are only the third team to score two against us under since Kieran McKenna arrived. Wow. Does that
5: mean we still just about have more clean sheets and goals conceded?
3: Close, Close, isn't it? Um oh. I, I'm guessing that's a direct question to Chris. I'm sure that he's he's going to have an answer for us. But before he does, going to run for a few a few plugs. You can vote for us as the best football podcast if you believe that to be true, which of course you do. In in the FCAs, you can even do that on Twitter um, or by visiting the Football Content Awards website and cast your vote and maybe even cast a vote for Benjamin Bloom as the best creator and Joe Fairs as the best influencer. Um, we'll be back with a live Q&A show on Wednesday night Um, so this is after the Northampton game but but, but not directly after so it'll be 24 hours after Um, we'll mostly talk about that game and then start to look ahead to the Accrington game which Rich and Seb will preview in more more in depth on, on Friday before we go any any plugs or any last words from either of you two
4: no, um, no, no! Just, just a shout, just a shout for the um the Down Under Derby win yesterday, which uh, was yes. by, funny enough, four two, wasn't it? That score again. Fantastic. Yeah. No, really? and um, Russell Osmond his um his son played in it, which was uh, which we're having a laugh about that. So, uh, yeah, no, good, good to get a win for, win against then up uh, Rudd in no, no matter what capacity it is. Yeah, it was
3: yeah. in Melbourne that one, wasn't it? So I think that I think we might have beating that lot up the road in three different Australian cities at this stage
5: So, <laughs> both in English, well for in English towns and cities unfortunately over the last <laughs> yeah, day so nice to beat him somewhere
3: <laughs> well, excellent yeah thanks everyone for watching for for getting the comments in please drop us a like on YouTube subscribe if you're not already
4: um, Dave I'll give you the last word cheers everyone thanks for tuning in and um hopefully a cup win on tuesday yeah and here's to a million more
3: downloads